Welcome to the Balancing Actor Podcast, where we discuss balancing a civilian life with your creative one and everything in between. I'm your host, fellow actor, and fellow human, Miranda Rodan, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back, everyone, to the Balancing Actor Podcast. I have the pleasure of having Jenna Doolittle, a Doolittle who does a lot on the podcast today. She's an actor, advocate, career coach, and actors and for actors and working herself as an actor. Jenna has appeared on hit shows like American Horror Story, NOS 4A2, and Scandal. But she is probably best known for her work creating with the Actors Rise newsletter. You may know her from that. That's how I was first introduced to Jenna. It's a free weekly newsletter full of advice. And when I say full of advice, it's got like every category. So not just acting, you've got dancers on there. You've got like funny, inspirational quotes on there too, which I absolutely adore. Uh, Her company, Actors Rise, empowers actors to take control of their careers so that they can stop stressing and start booking. A proud member of SAG-AFTRA, Jenna served two terms as an elected convention delegate, fancy, and currently serves as the chair of the National Next Gen Performers Committee. And without further ado... I welcome Jenna. Jenna, thank you Hi. so much. Oh, thank you for having me. It's like embarrassing having your bio read. I'm like, I, I sound, I don't know. It's very silly. No, in front of you, it's great. It's a very well-crafted bio, which I actually was having to update mine the other day. And I've been bad because I need to put something on IMDb. And I'm like, I just don't like creating a bio either. So I get Girl, it. I don't I have it. one on my IMDb either. And I'm a career coach. So it's all good. <laughs> right. We're not all perfect. It's fine. No. Sometimes it's just a little tedious and then you're just like, what the heck do I write? And then you have to update it later. It's a whole thing. So, um, but so many good things jam packed in that. I mean, I'm excited to dive into the newsletter. I really want to send people over there because if they're not a part of it already, they're missing out big time. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to hear all about how that got started and then your journey as an actor. Um, But I just, I'm just so grateful that you're here because we have a lot of really exciting things to talk about. (laughs) And you and I actually have more in common than you even know, because I listened to your first episode and we're both East Coasters and a few other things. So yes. Okay. okay. (laughs) Well, that's actually a great segue because that's how I was going to start this out. I like wrote down a couple of things that we have in common. So let's talk about it. Okay. Love it. Northeast coast, yes. to be exact. You're from yes. Rhode Island. I am. Very Amazing. proud Rhode Islander. <laughs> so great because Rhode Island has a great accent, which is slightly different than the Bostonian accent because I'm from Definitely. Massachusetts. Yes. <laughs> and, and you say like Quahog and like all these other like. We're talking about it. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. So if it comes out a little bit, it's fine. Um, I love that. Northeast love to you. We also both have tuxedo cats. Oh my goodness. I didn't uh, know that. That's amazing. Yes, I what's, just saw that. Oh, what's like, your oh. cat's name? Her name is Margot. Margot Luna. Margot. Her professional name. Uh, <laughs> and she, I adopted her when I was living in New York City. So she's a New York City street cat. Oh my goodness. Well, I also lived in New York City. So another thing we have in common. Um, and yes, I, I love tuxedo cats. Actually, my family has always had tuxedo cats and my best friend. And I have... It's a whole thing. So yay. I love that. Oh, wow. That's so great. Um, There's just such an affinity when you grow up with an animal or animals in general. Like you just, I've always, you know, I wanted a cat again and living in New York is not an easy place to have an animal. 
No, I did not until I moved to LA. So yeah, yeah props yeah. to you for making I that get work. It. I get it. I mean, I think I went like eight years before I ended up getting a kitty cat, but uh, she found me and that's why I was like, wow, this was meant to be. I was always telling everyone how I wanted to get one, but I was like, okay, we got to go to the adoption center and then I got to save yeah. money for like them getting their shots and all the Oh my God, it's surgeries. so expensive. Yes. And you're working three jobs and you're just like, I don't know when this is going to happen. And then Margot was found by a friend of a friend and she um like the friend had done all of the work she took this cat in um and she got her her shots got her her you know neutered sur- surgery and like took care of her for five months but Margot also lived with two other cats with this girl oh. in a one-bedroom apartment um so shout out to her <laughs> oh my like, goodness she's like yeah Margot's a little bit of a bully um <laughs> like but she's really sweet by herself but I was like okay and my friend's like do you, you know, are you interested? And she was like a year at this time. And I was like, I don't know. I've never had a tuxedo cat before. I grew up with a Maine. They're the best. Cat. They're oh. so fun. So fun. And then Maine Coons too. Like they're the big, big yes. cats that long hair. Um. So anyways, I met her and fell in love and here we are. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> did you also get a res- rescue kitties? Yes. Rescue yeah, kitties? we we did. We were like shopping around and found him through somewhat. Oh, gosh, I have so many like I have a cat story for you that's like really epic, but I'm like, this is not what we're here to talk about. Right now. I mean, if you can tell it, that's fine. <laughs> I love a good cat story. We have a lot of cat fans on the podcast, actually. So well, what for for one thing I'll say, my husband decided he wanted to walk our cat bug at one point, and we lived at the time in uh, right below at the base of Runyon Canyon, which is a really busy area. And yeah. I was like, No, 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 we're not walking him. This is not a thing. You do not walk cats. And he was like, We're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. I'm practicing with him. So he like got the leash and the harness and was practicing in the apartment he's like I found a quiet place outside the apartment to take him and I'm like there's no quiet places outside our apartment so he oh bug literally just opened the door to my office right now he knows that we're talking about him hi bug I hope he makes an appearance oh my goodness oh he's Uh, welcome he's welcome here and anyway my husband puts him down and my cat gets out of the harness like that and runs away I start sobbing we're like putting up flyers all around town. Needless to say, we found him finally like hours and hours and hours later. He was like up on under a car. I had broken into all these different garages trying to find oh him. My so ladies and gentlemen, do not walk your cats if <laughs> they, I just don't recommend it. It's just like a moment <laughs> where you're like, I told you so. I told yes. you we were never supposed to walk the cat. Oh, we almost broke up. It was, it was, oh, a <laughs> I, feel, I feel for you. It is. And then like, you know, you get those, you get some people who let their cats go outside because that's just their demeanor. They must be outside. And then and I, I had up- that in Rhode Island with my cats. Yes. But not in Los Angeles. Like, no, no, <laughs> no definitely not. And like, you know, for the most part, I mean, teach their own. But like, I think some cats really just don't mind, you know, if they have enough space, they love being inside and they can get their yes. sun or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I feel you. I took Margot once to like a little park in New York in a carrier and I wouldn't let her out, but I was like, she would need, should get some fresh air. It was the worst experience. <laughs> hey, oh, here hi, he is. Baby. Hi, bug. <laughs> hi, baby boy. I feel like they just love that their attention because Margot would do the same thing if she was here just with me. Wants his um, butt in my face. Anyway, I love it. I love it, I love it so much. So I, I love that about us that we're like cat people and then more specifically tuxedo cat people. They're so great. And then of course, um, we both have a love for acting and like really want to give back to actors and just share yes. the newfound knowledge because so many, so many actors need it. So that's why we're here today. We're going to dive into a lot of stuff. But the most exciting news is that we're both new mamas. 
Well, you have such exciting news. Congrats on being pregnant. Thank and you. <laughs> yes, my my little baby Kingston is he'll be six weeks uh in on Sunday, so in two days, which this is bananas. Bananas. And I, I just want to acknowledge how grateful I am for you to come on here at this time because it's you know, it's the newborn stage, a good eight weeks. And I want to talk about too, because I think you've done such a great job setting a boundary of taking the time off, having a team take over for you in regards to the Actors Rise newsletter. And like we'll talk about that balance, you know, and how yeah. important that is. Um, but then I'm also like, oh, I'm so appreciative that you're here talking to me at six weeks and you have this tiny little baby boy and um, just, I, I think I'm catching you really fresh, which is just like so precious. Oh, well, thank you. We are definitely yeah. in the thick of it. I almost emailed you at 3 a.m. and was like, we got to reschedule because he was yeah. so fussy last night. And then my yep. husband was great this morning. And at 6.30, he was like, you go back to sleep from 6.30 to 8.30. And I feel so much better. <laughs> so here Amazing. I am. Amazing. <laughs> yes. And I wanted to leave that like, oh, like, listen, girl, if you got to reschedule, I get it. Like it is like, it's one of those <laughs> things. And I have a lot of girlfriends that are either having babies now have them pregnant and I think it's just this understanding to maintain a good friendship is just this understanding of flexibility but then also making sure like you do call your friend back when you say you're gonna yeah. call them back and like all of that um because sometimes I think we can get so engrossed into everything else that's going on but to me the friendships like that's what's going to be your support system at the end of the day and like that's yeah. what I want to be for you and and give you the so sweet to offer <laughs> other people too so yeah I get it. I was like I need to give her like an out if she needs it because it's like it's all good. It's all good, right? Thank you. Business of being flexible. <laughs> of course, of course. So we have a lot to cover, but I, I want to just go in for those that don't know you and your story. If you could give us some background of you know how you got into acting yeah. and how you developed the newsletter. And sure. you're in LA now, so very far from the East Coast. So yes. I, I'd love to hear about that process. And then we'll talk about some mama stuff and actually sure. Think about starting a family and then we'll go into some other things. So yeah. Oh my goodness. Lots to lots to talk about. I'll try <laughs> to give you the, the truncated short version. So um I I started acting when I was a kid, kind of like you did. Um I was like seven and my cousins were um doing community theater and I just wanted to be just like them. Um I'm an only child, so if my cousins were doing something like I they, you know, kind of set the tone. Um I was not inclined as an actor at an early age at all. Um, I was really shy and quiet and it really, really brought me out of my shell. Um, I did a lot of musical theater. So really Rosie was one of the first plays I did, but like Pinocchio, Hansel and Gretel, Tom Sawyer, like all those kinds of shows. Um, my uh, theater teacher when I was young was a real character. We called her uncle Judith. I'm still very close with her. She came <laughs> to my wedding. Um, Anyway, so it was kind of a family affair. My grandmother did theater too. She used to like also take us to the theater. I was very privileged. We got to go from Rhode Island into New York City and see some Broadway shows and stuff like that. So it really developed young, but I never thought that as a kid that I would pursue this as a career. It just like wasn't even on my radar when I was little. I actually wanted to be a nurse, which is kind of funny because I've played a nurse on TV many, many times now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I did end up um, going to college. Uh, I wanted to get out of Rhode Island because it's a, such a small state. And I went to school in Virginia, mm -hmm. uh, University of Mary Washington. I loved my time there. And I did end up majoring in theater, um, kind of almost double majored in English because I love to read and write, as you mm -hmm. see in the newsletter. Yeah. Um, 
And then I did kind of what every good theater kid does. And I I promptly moved to New York City because that's kind of what I was told and what I thought you should do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was close to home. It was close to Rhode Island. Uh, my uncle lived in the city. So it just made, made sense to me at the time. Um, yeah. Whew. I'm like, how much more? What do you want to know? <laughs> how, lo- how long were you in New York for? I was in New York for six years. And my God, I loved New York. Like, I can't even tell you. It was like my place. It was. It felt like home to me. Like, I, I was so thrilled to be there, to be a part of the culture and the theater. I did a ton of shitty plays. As um, you should, as you right? should in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Small theaters. Um, I got involved. Um, I kind of fell, I felt kind of fell on my face when I was there, to be honest. I kind of always share that. Like I, I got into Aftra through a friend and, and like did some background work on guiding light. Um, I'm aging myself, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> and um, I just didn't know how to like get representation. I didn't know how to kind of do that next thing, but I, I was really organized and was really great. I, I, I think like kind of fostering community already back then. I, my, my husband always jokes. He's like, you have more friends than anyone I know. Your friends are like your family. Like you've way too many people in your life. Um, and in New York, I kind of became part of um, a downtown theater festival that I was like the co-artistic director of. And then all kinds of things were happening with that. And then I also, uh, I thought I was going to be a Broadway producer for a while. I was an ass- assistant to um, an off-Broadway producer on The Fantastics. And um, they let me co-produce um, a play with them, a-, a children's play, actually, all about teaching so kids how to avoid like piggy bad behavior, which my son is crying right now. I hear him. Uh, <laughs> um, so I did that for a while. Um, but it, at some point, the city started to like drain on me. It was just like too much. And to be honest, I got pretty bad anxiety, like being on the subway. Yeah. It was just a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like the bomb threat stuff going on. And I was working right in Times Square. I was waiting tables at 5,000 different places, like running around, burning myself out. And mm-hmm. my now husband was in LA. And um, to make a very long story short, we've known each other since we were in junior high. We did not, we went on a date in high school, but we dated in college long distance. He was like my person, but then we needed to grow up and and do our own things. Right. So he was in LA and eventually I kind of realized like, if we're going to be together, like I need to see if this is real. And I was kind of just done with my time in New York. So I moved across the country and moved in with him. And, um, I had stopped acting for a while. So he was kind of the one who really got me back into it. He was like, you need friends out here go take an acting class, please. You're driving me nuts. Um, so I did. And then I started working in commercial casting and um, eventually was like, I am all in on this career. This is what I want to do, which is funny because now I'm taking a real step back from acting again. So yeah. we can talk about that. <laughs> I, would, I would love to talk about that because I think that there that is a fear that a lot of actors have. Like, they kind of sense that there's a transition happening in their life, but you're afraid to disconnect from the career completely, or maybe when recognizing it is time to take a, a minute or take a yeah. beat, you know, um, yeah. and, and knowing that that's okay. And it looks different for everyone, but 
I really commend you for being able to do that not only once, but twice. Uh, cause that is something that is coming up for me as well. Where once we have this baby, I really do want to take some time off yeah. and I am struggling a little bit. I'm like fully accepting the fact that I, you know, want to embrace motherhood and that could completely change as soon as baby's here. Right. Totally. Mindset completely changes, but it is a little nerve wracking. Cause you're like, how do I detach? But then if I want to enter back in, you know, where am I at? And I think what will be really helpful when we get into it. It's just shedding light on, you know, what came up for you during those times and, you know, how you navigated it, whether it was flawlessly or not so flawlessly Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and offering that to, um, to the people. So, um, you touched on New York and you were like over it. I get that. I think a, a lot of people moved out of New York, including myself. During yeah. And it wasn't that I didn't love it. It was just for me, it was just, it was really becoming hard and yes. emotionally. And mm-hmm. I, you know, at that time I wasn't in therapy when I moved to LA, I got into therapy. I'm a huge, you know, mental health advocate. Yes. I think it's so important. Maybe if I'd done it in New York, I would have stayed. I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, I'm mm-hmm. so glad I didn't because um, my husband and I have built a really lovely life out here and I have amazing friends out here that, I get emotional thinking about had I not moved to New York, I wouldn't have these people in my life. Right. And that's like, it's such a gift to have, have done that. And, um, I think I expanded who I was as a person. I saw myself so much as an East coaster and really identified with that and to allow myself to live somewhere else and be something I didn't think that I could be. Um, and I know it's just living in a different part of the U S but still it, it, it was, it was very, um, out of the box for me. Uh huh. It's huge. Yeah. It's a huge emotional turn when you when you leave something that one you love so much and you have so much invested of, and then it's part of your identity, right? This, yes. How many, act- how many actors like I live in New York? You know, it's part of yes. your identity. There's yeah. cl- there's clout to it. It's also awesome because there's so many wonderful things um, that co- you know that New York is when it's when it's in its prime, <laughs> right? But yes. I 100 yes. feel you on the it gets really tough and gets really hard and safety is a big concern there even for new yorkers like if you're a new yorker who've lived there for six years and then you started not feeling safe in that city anymore that's a problem like like something needs to change and and i believe new york always bounces back Mm -hmm. um but it is really tough and you don't always have to live in that anxiety inducing environment because what is that going to be for you long term yeah And I, I mean, I always tell my clients and my friends, you know, you get to be an actor forever. So whatever that looks like for you, if that means, you know, sometimes taking a step back, if that means moving, but people always ask me, well, where should I live as an actor? And it's like, well, where do you want to live as a person? You know, where, where are you going to be happy? Where is your community? What, like, where do you want to own a house someday? Like, what what does that look like for you? Um, and I think too often we are chasing things in our careers instead of deciding this is who I am, this is what I want, and I'm I'm gonna put down some roots. And I, I find that you know that's you're gonna create a stronger community for yourself if you're willing to kind of really dive in, and that's how you're gonna build those relationships with the casting directors and directors and producers and everything. But it takes time; like, it doesn't happen overnight. No. And, and putting the roots down, I think a lot of actors are just really scared to, to leave, you know, the main markets. And I think 
pandemic has really changed that mindset now that we're yes. mainly self-tape. I'm honestly, I'm so grateful for that. Just from a convenience factor, I don't have to spend money on gas. I don't have to take off a whole day of work to, you know, make Yeah. I mean, look at you right now. You're on set filming in, you, you know, Savannah, right? Yeah, and you yeah. live in New Jersey. Is that right? Yeah. I'm yeah. living in Jersey. We have a house in Florida. So I bought back and forth. Love and it. then here I am, you know, we've got, yeah, Savannah for three weeks, blessed. And just to have that like flexible schedule, of being able to just still get your auditions in wherever. And if yeah. you're willing to just make a little bit of a commute in some places when it's worth it, you know, when you book the job, like yeah. it's, a, it's a win-win. And every single actor I've had this conversation with like feels that way. They, I mean, we love being a part of people. I love being in the room, but I don't love all of the stress it take it, it really put on the actor to get to these auditions when you're not getting compensated. Like you're, you're taking a hit. You know, yeah, you know, and I, I have a, a slightly different perspective on it in that I, I being in LA, it was really different getting to auditions. I really, I so miss being in person and I have really, again, taken a step back from acting and I've been sharing that in my newsletter yes. and with mm -hmm. people publicly for about the past, I would say almost two years now, to be honest, okay. I've, you know, realized and I've still been auditioning and it's because I've built great, you know, relationships and things still come to me. Um, but, you know, I haven't had an agent in LA for at least a year now by choice. I teach actors how to get representation. You know, if I wanted one, I could go out and get one. But yeah, I just, I've really realized for myself, um, it's self-taping as much as I love the control of it. Um, it was starting to really suck the joy out for me in that mm. I had was building this other career for myself, being an entrepreneur, creating Actors Rise, being a career coach, doing the newsletter. And I found more joy in helping people one-to-one -one like that and in, in my group coaching. And I wanted to spend more energy on that. And a lot of times when auditions would come in, I would realize, oh, you're feeling annoyed that you have to do this audition. Mm -hmm. And you're feeling frustrated. And you and your husband are getting at each other, you know? And so like shooting the self-tapes, I mean. Yes, got um, it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Relationships of dating an actor is like, should be a whole other podcast episode. Totally. <laughs> totally. My, my, he's, he's been great in many, many ways, but we've definitely talked about it in therapy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I just, for me, I started to like kind of clock in, like, is this really satisfying me or is this what I said I wanted for so long? And so, and I put in so much time and effort into this career that like, and now I'm getting some traction. I, I need to stay the course. <laughs> like I felt like I was, you know, putting a gun to my own head, so to speak. Like, well, you've already gotten this far. You can't stop now kind of right. feeling. Right. Um, and I started to realize, oh, like you can. And, you know, I mentioned to you, I lost my mom very unexpectedly this year and um, also lost my father-in-law um, to stage four cancer. And, you know, and my mom's health has been not great for years. And I'm an only child and it was just her and I growing up. So she was like my everything. Right. And for, for me to be experiencing all this trauma with her, it really puts things into perspective and you start questioning, like, what do I really want? Like, what do I want my day to look like? Not just like, you know, and how are, how am I fulfilling my relationships that really, really matter to me? Mm -hmm. And it's not that I don't love acting. Like I'm still an actor. I will always be an actor and I'm not going to not act if a friend asks me to do something and I'll still sometimes audition, but I'm going to do it my way and not just the way the industry wants me to right now, even though 
that's what I coach actors to do is like get more auditions through the industry. Right. But it's not fulfilling to me right now. So I'm kind of just taking a step back. I, I thank you for being so honest with that. And I think that's so awesome that you can say that out loud because I, I think it is hard for actors to come to sense with that. You know, like, is this bringing joy? I 100% can attest that I'm annoyed at auditions sometimes. And then you get this back and forth of like, I shouldn't be annoyed though, because I want these auditions and I keep complaining that I don't have enough of them. But then when one yeah. comes, I'm like, oh, yeah. so it's this back and forth. But it's a job at the end of the day. Like, It is a job. We totally. love it, but we don't have to keep it so precious. Like you're allowed to be annoyed or, you know, like maybe there is, it's always, not all the jobs are, you know, so emotionally fulfilling. <laughs> a yes. lot of them are not. <laughs> so. Yes. And, and I totally agree. Like, it's not that. And when I talk to actors, it's like all the time, they're like, well, I don't, I'm not loving this and it's work and it's, and I didn't quit because it was work or hard. And I'm not really, I haven't really quit either, but right. it's like, I'm choosing right now to like, not have that be my focus because yeah because there were other things that were bringing me more joy and more success faster. And, um, and just it fit in, it fits into the fact that I want to spend time with my baby, you know, and that's so important to me right now. And, um, losing my mom while becoming a mom was so unbelievably complicated and still is. And the grief is very real sometimes and, um, all the time. Um, and it's just, you, you realize what's important and I just am allowing myself to take the space to, to do what feels right right now. Absolutely. And I, since this is the balancing actor podcast, we talk a lot about like balancing the civilian life with your creative one, but what happens when you have a big event, like what happened um, back in the fall? Cause you lost her in the fall, correct? Um, yeah. In September. Yeah. In September. And how do you balance this grief and this joy? You know, you have this yeah. newfound brand new baby, but then you also had this horrible thing happen and she's still always with you, of course, but yeah. in, a in a different way. So what has it been like for you to one, have that time with your mom? Cause it sounds like, I don't, I don't know the details, but like, did it sound like once you got more of a realistic news of her situation, you started to pull back from acting a little bit more or, you know, was it, or was it before that? Like what came first? Yeah. You know, I don't even know if they're completely um, related, the pulling back from acting and what yeah. was going on with my mom, even though it definitely has shifted my perspective on life in general. My mom had a lot of health stuff going on, but her death was actually really unexpected. Um, I had just taken her to some appointments and they had said, you know, she should li live another 10 years if she takes good care of herself. And I got a phone call in LA being like, you have to get here now. She's she's going and she, she died in 24 hours. So, yeah. and I did make it and was with her in the end. And I'm so grateful for that. But, um, I, now I've forgotten your question. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I mean, cause I, I can see you like really going back into it. it. It's more of like what, you know, was that at the point where you're like, I need to take a step back before that, you know, when, yeah, you I was starting no. to, I was starting to feel like frustration with all of it, but it was also this beautiful thing that I built in Actors Rise and the newsletter that was and coaching and um I was seeing such great results from that for myself emotionally for my clients um in terms of bookings and emotional breakthroughs and um I you know with acting we don't always see those results immediately right it can take a lot of time and it's not to say that I wasn't booking and wasn't creating relationships because I was but um this other thing 
I would, I have so much fun being an entrepreneur. Like I, it, it like lights me up again, you know? And I rediscovered my love for writing through writing in the newsletter. And now I'm so excited. I like want to write a book. My husband and I have been talking about writing, you know, he lost his dad while becoming a dad. I lost my mom while becoming a mom. Like we really want to share our story. He is a writer. He's like a WGA fancy writer, (laughs) Um, but you know, I, he would kill me for saying that he's not fancy. Um, <laughs> I'll give him the credit uh, though. He works hard. <laughs> yeah. He, he does like credit. So um, yeah, I think um, the actors rise started to open me up to realizing I was capable of so much more than I hate to say it, like just being an actor, but mm-hmm. being an actor has never been enough for me when I was producing I loved it. I was still in acting class some, you know, I say mm-hmm. I had given it up, but I hadn't entirely. Um, and so, it, you know, this, it it's just become more fulfilling to create this for myself. And now I have Actors Rise, but I'm also excited to start my own podcast with one of my best friends that has nothing to do with the industry. Yes. Um, and to, you know, I want to take more writing classes. I've written this article about, you know, I had a pregnancy loss before this pregnancy that I really want to talk about. Um, so I'm excited about like sharing these other parts of myself that are creative also that, um, you know, it just lights me up more than acting has more recently. So I'm just, you know, following that right now. And you should, and you should absolutely follow that because there's, there's so many things that take that that light away and you got to just lean in. And I think absolutely. I'm glad that you're feel open enough to share that experience about miscarriage, because even though we're excited about having kids and being pregnant, like it is not lost on me that there are a lot of women that are dealing with miscarriages or having trouble getting pregnant. And I know that you acknowledge that too. Um, You just said you did such a beautiful like post on when the birth of your baby. It was just so it was gorgeous. But acknowledging that like you're not alone. And I and I think regardless if you're an actor or not, like every woman woman kind of feels like they're alone in the moment, you know, when these sort of things are happening. But they the more that they're talked about, the more that not trying to discredit anything or like, um, how do I want to say, like neutralize it or water it down. It's just like you have a community of people that are going through the same thing and that can meet you where you're at. And I think you absolutely need to share your story because I know when I first found out when I was pregnant, I had a whole bunch of symptoms that no one talks about. Like mm-hmm. and I, I mm-hmm. had I had a full blown panic attack on the highway because <sighs> I didn't know I'm what sorry. was going on. It was terrifying. And I, yeah. I'm been prone to them. I also see a therapist every week. It was like the best decision. When I moved to New York, I did get a therapist. And I think that is the reason why I was able to like live in that city for for six years and like enjoy it and embrace it. But like, you know, she's, I'm so proud of that relationship that I have with her. Like we're very strong. Um, But it's, it's just so taxing um, sometimes emotionally when you're going through it alone. So yeah embrace that part of you, you know, with that story and how important it is to just like share that. Um, yeah. And I think as actors too, like th- a lot of people are like, a lot of women are scared to get pregnant because yeah. they're actors and, you know, our bodies <laughs> change and we, you know, at some point have to tell our reps. And um, while I don't have an LA agent right now, I still do have some representation and had to have those conversations with people. Um, and I will say, you know, one of my reps was like, Jenna, I'm so unbelievably thrilled for you. She was like, A, 
this is just like such a beautiful time for you in your life. And I know how much you've wanted this. We're, we're very close, her and yeah. I. But, you know, she was like, to be honest, she was like, I think it's great for you to take some time off. She was like, I've had other actors take time off, um, you know, and then they come back and casting so excited to see them again. She was like, if you need to take five years, you take those five years. She was like, and for you, she was like, if you take five years and you come back, she was like, you're going to be in a way better age category for your type. And she was like, casting is going to be thrilled to see you again. They love you already. She was like, you take care of you. And so we've, you know, to have that support just meant so much to me. And, um, she was very candid about her own experiences of, of loss while trying to get pregnant too. And, um, yeah, I do think the more that you're real and vulnerable with people in this business, the more support and love you're going to get. And yeah, are there a few assholes out there? Of course they don't have to be your people. Like, There are casting directors that I don't like. And guess what? I don't really communicate with them because like, I don't need them. There's plenty of others, wonderful ones that we can take the time to build relationships with. And you're not going to be best friends with everyone. And you're maybe not going to be that close with every manager or agent that you have, but you know, people need to treat you with respect. And I do think that the more that you share your journey and what you're going through, honestly, with people, like when Mm -hmm. I shared about my mom and, you know, people come out of the woodwork for you and they will show up for you. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, um, we forget that sometimes that we're human beings. Right. And right. So are the people on the other side. And if they don't act like human beings and they act like assholes, cut them out. Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. I I think I love that. I think once I hit like my 30s, I started embracing that mentality more. Like I don't need to. I'm done. Like you've been through enough shit, you know, in your life. And you've dealt with a lot of shitty people that you're like, I don't need this. And I right. I love that for us as women and humans in general. But I also love that attitude for actors, too, where sometimes we just feel like we just need them to like me. But do you yes. like me? I and I was that lot. person for so long. Like, I, I like need to tell you guys, like I was so intense when I came back to L.A., like so hardcore. I was, you know, working at these casting director workshop places like every day. I was sending so many emails and postcards and social media messages and like was holding on so tightly to book that first co-star to book that second co-star to you know and it while I did do a lot and learned a lot I also burned myself out in a lot of ways and held on too tightly and I wish I could say Jenna like it's okay like just take a deep breath like do the work but don't you know just take your time with it pace it out you get to be an actor forever you get to be an actor forever and I always tell people that because I think we forget, you know, we're 22, 25, 30, and we're like, I haven't booked that thing yet. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's okay. And who knows, you could still be in the game waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And then before you know it, 10 years goes by and no one wants to hear this, but like, if you didn't book much, like, it's like, how much farther are you really in your career and how much did you lose out on is where I really have the problem with it. And that's why I don't want um, actors to feel like they should hold back when it comes to starting a family or to taking a step back from acting and going and embrace a new season or a new joy in your life. And I think it's so beautiful that you were able to create Actors Rise because of your journey as an actor. Like You know that actor experience. And then now you can give it back to those that are have you know want to pursue a similar path and and then navigate those nuances so how was actors rise really born because it's been around for a while 
So it started in 2020, really. I mean, I so I, I'd been a career coach um, for another company for a while. It was a company that I was a client of and then became a coach of that company. And after a while, I just didn't feel aligned anymore for me to work with them. And I just kind of wanted to do my own thing, my own way. And so I had so, sort of started coaching people and I had parted ways with them. And of course, the pandemic hits like immediately when I decide to do this. And I'm like, shit. Right. Yeah. Um, so to be honest, I felt very uh, privileged. I knew I was privileged. I was living in this house that my husband and I had just bought. I had food in my fridge. I, you know, I was getting unemployment, but I had time and I was, I had resources. And so I wanted to figure out, you know, how can I give back to the community? What do people need? And, you know, I looked at my husband one day at the kitchen table and I was like, what do you think of me just like starting a newsletter for actors? And he was like, do it. And yeah. so I sent it to maybe... I think it was like 28 people <laughs> the first day or something. Yeah. And it was kind of similar to what it still is. Um, just, but it was more of like lists of things kind of with bullets. Um, and over time, um, it, it just grew kind of by word of mouth. The newsletter I was sending it initially like five times a week. Cause there was so much stuff going on during the pandemic, like wow, Instagram yeah. lives with casting directors. And there was so much information coming at us. And I was trying to also help people get information about grants and unemployment and, you know, how were they going to survive this time when they were losing their day jobs? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I used that to help, you know, get the word out about my coaching and started to coach more and basically grew the business from that. So now I offer um, private one-to-one -one coaching, uh, small group coaching, and then I have a membership for actors called the Actors Home Base, um, which is a really affordable way to work with me. And we have all these incredible special guests that come in and um, it's just been it's really lovely like to have this community. But then I also have, you know, the Actors Rise Facebook group, which is totally free for anyone. And we try mm -hmm. to give a lot of value in there as well. Um, and yeah, we have our, our Instagram account and it's been it's been a journey. I've been learning a lot about uh being a business owner. Uh there's so much that I wish that there were more guidelines for in terms oh, yeah. of it. like, you know, creating an LLC and do you become an S Corp? And, you know, yes. I, I ended up trademarking the name Actors Rise because so there was cool. another company using the name. So all kinds of things. But yeah. um, it's been really fulfilling. I just I really I, I love helping actors. I want to make sure that everybody feels like they have the information and the chance to do the best that that they can. <clears throat> Excuse mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. I I think what's cool about that is that you're like a pandemic business that's bloomed and that's really cool. Um, wait, are you drinking out of a Stanley cup right now? Uh, yeah, it is the the mom cup of the world. So I have that exact another, same one. She's another, holding up a, a baby blue one. I, that's the other one I have. I'm holding up a rose gold Stanley I cup. I love this rose gold you've got going on. Thank you for everyone listening. Um, it is the mom influencer cup. It's it 40. It's massive. Um, all the mom influencers tell people to buy it. I I told my girlfriends who are moms when they told me to buy it that they were stupid, that I wasn't going to pay that much money for a cup. These cups right. are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. yeah. And like, now I have two. So <laughs> you have like $100 worth of merchandise just to drink out of and stay hydrated. But like how, you know, what is the cost of your hydration? Um, I, I will say like when you are breastfeeding and when you are pregnant, you 
you don't have time to get you can't get up I will drink like three of these a day anyway tangent, I, no I love it <laughs> that's so funny I was like that's definitely Stanley Cup mine was gifted <laughs> by my really good friend Mallory thanks Mal um and she Aww. was like you need one of these this do you want it and I was like hell yeah I love a good cup and because she's like it fits in the cup holder and it's got yes. a handle anyways yes. we should get Stanley to uh, uh sponsor us um but yes. <laughs> Uh, it is worth it. I think. So. I think so too. Hilarious, hilarious. Okay. Um. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All on the mommy hacks and stuff. And we'll get to that in a second. But um, when it comes to the news, uh, the newsletter. So it's blossomed as most things usually do once it starts getting traction. And I mean, I, again, it's like you do such a good job of staying really relevant, really showcasing amazing casting directors that love to give back. Um, I could think of a bajillion, but I just took a class with Erica Bream and she's, she's amazing. Phenomenal. Hope to yeah. have her on the podcast soon. Yes. She's just so, so, so giving and such a beautiful, lovely way. Also a mom to a little baby. Yes. So just like to meet people where they're at and to have this like new community because I feel like the mom community has just opened up my world completely and you just have such a great support system. I stay away from the judgmental ones. I stick with like the people who get me. And yeah. I'm sure you found that too, <laughs> right? Because there's a lot of opinions out there. Um, but with Actors Rise um, and your coaching, so you're really meeting actors from what? The beginning stages of wanting to pursue an acting career to, I don't know, like what what are you talking about when you, when you coach these actors? It really depends. I really try to meet people where they're at on their journey. So I've worked with actors who are fresh out of school. They really don't know a whole lot about the business and really need handholding and support emotionally on you know, how do you, what do you do? What profiles do you set up? All of that too. I've worked with p actors whose careers are way farther than mine probably will ever be, um, who are series regulars or who, you know, book recurring guest stars all the time. Um, a lot of times it's helpful for people to have somebody else um, just really look at everything that they've done. And if they're stuck in some way, you know, I worked with this one actress who, had been with a manager forever. She'd been with her since she was 15 years old. And this manager had helped her a lot, helped her book a lot of really big things, but it was a toxic relationship. And mm -hmm. this, she was really, you know, she was judgmental about the way this, this actress looked uh, about her weight. Um, and I think it was really helpful for her to have an outsider really talk through like, this is not normal. This is not okay. And this is not what, you know, you, have to expect from the industry. And this is how we can part ways in a really professional way. And this is how we can find somebody new for you and somebody who supports you and gets you. And um, to be able to do those things for people too, it's really, really fulfilling. Um, I find that I get excited when my clients book, of course, but you know, I'm not coaching them on their acting. I'm, I'm coaching them on their career steps and stuff, but it's the it's when they have emotional breakthroughs with me, when they realize like their value or their self-worth or, oh, I've been scared to put my, you know, acting on my Instagram, but now I feel confident enough to do that because um, that's when I feel really, really excited. Oh my gosh. Um, and then I guess meeting and experiencing like an, um, what you've gone through where if you ever had an actor who like wants to step away and doesn't know how to do that, like what would be some of your advice or I like to say consejos, which is a Spanish like advice, you know, word that it. you um, yeah. would offer anybody listening now. Cause I feel like that's, it happens more often than we think, but then you feel, you know, actors feel stuck. Yeah. I think it depends on the situation a little bit and everybody's situation is so personal and unique to, to them. So, you know, if, if it's a pregnancy that, you know, I think that's such a beautiful thing to share with, 
your people once you decide that you are ready to share that. Hopefully you have a team that, you know, supports you enough where you feel comfortable and you can strategize with your team about when you maybe want to share that news with casting, when you want to be done auditioning. Um, But I do think at the end of the day, that's a personal decision for you. I had an actress reach out to me via Instagram the other day being like, you know, I'm, she was so far along. She was like, I think she was like 33 four weeks pregnant. And she's like, when should I stop auditioning? You know, I'm going to be 30. My team wants me to audition for something when I'm, and the shoot dates are when I'm 38 weeks pregnant. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know, you could, you could do that and you could audition. I, if it was me, you know, I probably would be upfront with production at that point that I'm yeah. pregnant, right? Yeah. Um, you're not going to be able to hide it. But I said, you know, be honest with yourself. Are you going to be up for, you know, a 14 hour day on set? You know, yes. if the answer is yes, and you really think that you can have the stamina for that and that production is going to be cool with that, maybe you're playing a pregnant person. Great. If, yeah. if not, if the answer is something else, um, then maybe you pull back on that one and say, you know, I'm going to pass on this audition. But it doesn't mean that, you know, I also think if you tell people you're pregnant, they're so happy for you. Yeah, right? They are. There's so many more positive experiences. I mean, it's kind of awkward to be like, oh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because I think by default and from the social realm, people are just like, oh, congratulations. You know, like that's usually the right. thing that they say. But for the most, you can see the joy in their face. Totally. And it's a really exciting time and people just understand. And yes. And it's not as scary as I think we make it up to be in our minds. Yes. And the flip side of that, coming back, I've worked with a lot of actors who are coming back after um, becoming moms. And, you know, some of them are like, well, I'm scared if they didn't announce that they're pregnant and they just kind of disappeared. They're sometimes scared to be like, well, I'm scared to say that I had a baby because I play younger. Um, That's come up. Um, And I've had people just say like, well, I'm scared because I haven't done anything in a year. Like, what do I say in my email update to casting if I haven't done anything because I had this baby? And I'm like, well, you did something. You had a baby. You had a baby. (laughs) You know, that is more than worth sharing with people. Um, And that's also going to maybe change your casting a little bit, but maybe not. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, people have babies when they're 22, right? You know, and 37, right? So. I think, and 45 and whatever. So, so, you know, being honest as much as you can, when you feel ready enough, you're never going to be ready, ready for anything in this industry. I always say, when are you ready enough? Because you're not going to be really ready. (laughs) You you do have to stick your neck out there sometimes and be uncomfortable. Um, But that discomfort and sharing those vulnerable things. And I always say like, share a picture of you and your baby. Like people love baby pictures. People get amazing responses when sharing that with casting. Um, So that would be my advice, I guess. Because guess what? Casting are real people too. Like they have families, (laughs) they have all the things. And then you talk about, you know, we could talk about Stanley Cups and that has to do with acting. And I, I love that. Like, I love being able to have that conversation and that, and just think of that. That's like a new way to connect with a casting director that you wouldn't have had before, but you know, before having baby. And I always like using, um, Ali Wong, the comedian as like a really beautiful example of like her embracing her pregnancy, even though she's a stand-up comedian, hard gig to be traveling around pregnant that, I mean, it's a hard profession in general, a very, all my respect, uh, I took a stand-up class at the pit and, and, New York and it was like so much fun but I was like oh my gosh I never realized how much goes into this terrifying so so (laughs) much props and respect but like her career is what it is because she became the pregnant comedian and she's hilarious but like yeah 
And it's like, why, what if this is the thing that gets you to that next thing that you want in your acting career? I just so appreciate that you're sharing that. And I'll go back to the newsletter and uh, you know, Jenna playing small could have very easily said, who am I to share this newsletter and this advice with people? You know, I haven't booked a series regular. Like I haven't done a lot of things in my career. I could say, who am I to coach actors? And if I stayed small, I wouldn't have been able to help people and to share resources with people and to connect people. Right. Yeah. Um, and it would have been really easy for me to say, stay small in that way. Right. Because I hadn't done anything super fancy or glamorous in a lot of ways. And in doing this, like I landed myself in the New York Times in an article like with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Like, what? Do you know Paula That's Vogel, amazing. like the, the Black Actors Coalition, like bananas people that I have so much respect for. And you know, it's because I I stepped out of my comfort zone and did something, you know, that maybe I wasn't ready for, but I was ready enough. Mm -hmm. And it's coming from the heart. Like your intention yeah. for it was that I'm going to help people yeah. and we'll see where this goes. You know, this just like with this podcast. Thing. Exactly. That's the, exactly what it is. People are like, oh, do you have like your sponsorships and all this? And I was like, you know what? I'm open to whatever comes uh, because we're smart, business savvy people. I also love being an entrepreneur. I think it's really fun and it's a new space I want to explore. But like, I don't have any expectations that it has to be a certain way because to yeah. me, that's going to take the joy out of it. Yes. And, and that's not why I'm here. I'm here to have authentic conversations with amazing people that are doing great things in the acting space and that can shed a really real perspective on life <laughs> and the balance yeah. of it all. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, and you were so open about sharing that you're going to have a baby as well. And like, had you not done that, I wouldn't have known, you know, I probably would have reached out to you anyways, because I love you. But like, uh, <laughs> like the fact that I was like, wait, she's having a baby. I'm having a baby. Yes. Like, I was like, yay, another actor who maybe yeah. wanted to talk about it. This is so great. So, so great. So I'm grateful for that. Like, and that's just like the total proof that like you do need, you know, be honest, be authentic, and then be excited. It's good news. It's not a bad, it's not bad news that you are sharing with your reps and casting. Totally. And I think that's something that's really important that um once this podcast comes out, it'll be out to the world in my personal um yeah. life. So I have yet to announce it currently right this second in real time, <gasps> but but it will it will be announced. And I'm I'm looking forward to informing my reps um and then and then encouraging them to let casting know um i'm just gonna have a very positive attitude about it and then i i was going back and forth i was like i'm not sure when i should say something because yeah. for me i start sh you know my showing is different than the next person so for sure also when they say like oh i want to wait those you know 12 weeks or whatever for those healthy appointments to get clearance like that's real you guys like you really want to make sure that things are going okay. I mean, just from your own personal journey and if they're not okay, like you need to give your space, like or you need to give yourself space to feel that and to deal with that. And it's yeah. not their business. Well, at the end of the day. I will say again, though, you have to do what's right for you, you know? Yeah. I, and I will say, you know, we lost pregnancy at 15 weeks and it was, <sighs> it was devastating. It was awful. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but part of me, one of my really good friends is pregnant right now. And she told me at 10 weeks, my sister-in-law, you know, told me early on as well. And, you know, it scared me being somebody yeah. who lost later in, in the pregnancy. But, uh, 
you have to do what's right for you. And that's going to look different for each individual person. Um, And I'm so excited for you when you do share with everyone, you're going to just feel so much love and joy surrounding you. I'm I have no doubt about it. It's going to be a really beautiful thing. And I also filmed while I was pregnant and I, I did, I did ADR for a feature that I was in while I was literally like a week before giving birth and um the premiere I was in the hospital and they were messaging me they were like we wish you could be here I was like I'm literally in labor labor right now but thanks <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thinking of me I was so happy about I, I think that's I think that's really funny because I when I booked this gig of, of filming three weeks in Savannah um I was like not really showing like maybe just feeling bloated maybe looked a little bloated and then it hit me like a week later where I was yeah. like uh-oh <laughs> we're starting to pop baby and then You're i was like, starting, oh to glow. starting to glow all those things and then i was like i have to tell because i did not i'll be truthful i did not say anything to anyone because mm-hmm. one it's none of their business yeah. you know and two um i didn't feel like i needed to i had worked another uh movie pregnant too but i was very it was very early so i was fine with that sure. um and like, again, the fatigue slaps you in the face. So like, are you ready to actually yes. work those long days? Because it was we did an overnight shoot. And I was like, this is going to be a problem. But um, <laughs> I took a lot of naps when I could. And I was just like, <laughs> dealt with it. But, uh, <laughs> do what you got to do. But like this time around, I was like, I'm going to need I need to tell wardrobe. That is like not fair. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. announcing it to the 30 people that are on production. But I when I feel comfortable, I've, I'll let my, some of my co-stars know and things like that. I think from a health standpoint too, like if anything were to happen to you, like it is a good thing for somebody to know on set that like what's yeah. going on. Um, just from my that's, that's smart. No, I, and I hadn't, you know, that didn't occur to me. I was also really early on when I, um, was on set pregnant. And so it wasn't, I mean, I was, I was lucky I wasn't nauseous with this pregnancy. So that was yeah. a good thing. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I do think like if there is one trusted person that you can tell, um, even if it's, you know, maybe it's a PA that you feel yeah. really comfortable with yeah. or something. Yeah. Just so that they know from like a safety standpoint, but it just helped wardrobe go and shop for me. And I was like, listen, I just need something that's flattering and that's not going to be super skin tight. Like I have to, I think I have to wear a ball gown in one of these scenes. So I'm like, take that in mind, please. Like if we have, I love that you're shooting a rom-com and you get to wear a ball gown. I can't wait to know about what this film is. (laughs) It'll be be great. Um, It's in the baking space because aren't all rom-coms in the baking space. Um, But you know, everyone's been just so wonderful and it's just really got me excited to like really, do share the news more formally and craft something nice that that my team can send off to casting if they feel that it's appropriate um because I said to myself yeah after this project like we got we gonna need to let people know because yeah yeah and And look at it's gonna feel like you're still working because you're gonna have projects coming out while you're pregnant too and like you get to share about those things when you come back and so there's just there's always things to do and I don't know if you're into voiceover it's a great time to do more voiceover work um and you're doing this podcast so you have a passion project that you're working on which is going to keep you you know creative and inspired and happy and that's important during life but especially during pregnancy (laughs) oh for sure because um i do plan on taking time off i do plan on and whatever that is for me um i want to take you know if i'm going to work i want to think before i give birth i I want it to be local i don't want to travel because you really can't travel after a certain amount of time right Mm -hmm. logistically speaking and then like i do want to give myself that time to spend with baby and now that you 
are, have a newborn, which I hope that you had a good pregnancy experience or a good birthing experience. Everyone has their birth story, which I also actually really enjoy hearing people's birth stories, but it's sometimes it's a little terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, it, it wasn't the best. I don't want to terrify you. It wasn't okay. awful, but I ended up yeah. having an emergency C-section. It was yeah. fine. He had the cord wrapped around his neck. We made the call. I'm really glad we did. Yeah. Um. So he came out healthy and that was what mattered in the end. Um. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I won't go it into the details. <laughs> it happens all the time, but you got to be ready. You got to be ready for, you know, it could go one way and you want yep. it to go this way, but it goes that way. And like, I think as actors, we're good at being, res- you know, flexible in that capacity, but it's like emotionally preparing yourself as a mom. Yes. Like to really make yes. sure that you are, I'm educating myself right now and all the things, you know, right. I've got the natural birth videos. I've got the C-section videos. I've got, you know, what all the experiences that I'm supposed to be having now during second trimester, like, yeah. And those are important because every week I didn't realize this every week is different. Mm -hmm. It's like tremendous amounts of growth, literally, but like your body literally, I, I, um, without, I'll just say I have two apps that I use. It's flow and Ovia. I used Ovia a little bit. I used something else that I am blanking on the name of it. Baby Center, maybe? Okay. There's a lot of really good apps out there. And, you know, they're worth the little bit that you pay for them, I think. Because to me, it's like a whole education source. And it, like, allows me to just give myself peace of mind that things are going okay. And they're on track. And for a while, it was, like, right on the money. Like, everything the app said I would be experiencing at this week, like, it was happening. <laughs> You're like, oh, good. Boobs swelling. Oh, yes. good. I'm yes. having these feelings. Headaches. Yes. Like, all these, like, weird symptoms, you know. Um mm-hmm. So I highly recommend doing that. Like, don't listen to the, your aunt who had a kid 40 years ago. Like, there's so much more education out there. Yeah. Have you read <laughs> e- Expecting Better is one of my favorite books to, to recommend. Okay. I highly recommend that one because it's based on data, not um, just anecdotal advice. Um, and then she has a follow-up book called Crib Sheet for once the baby's born because then you're going to be like, what is sleep training? What are all these things which I'm dealing with right now? And it is so fun. <laughs> mm, my God, I know you're like, sleep training. What is this? And then every phase of that sleep training is different depending yeah. on your age. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you just have to kind of, again, go with what feels good for you and your family. You know, there's so much advice out there about, you know, breastfeeding versus formula versus X, Y, and Z. And you have to, at the end of the day, do what's going to be good for for you, yeah. for you and your babe. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's interesting and beautiful too. like different cultures have different approaches to mm-hmm childbearing pregnancy totally. bearing and then like the delivery care afterwards i mean yeah um and i think that's really cool like i like hearing what other cultures do and then that's where you get all these like what do they call them the um not myths but the do you know what i'm talking about the uh they're like things that occur but they're not real all the time Oh my god. I want I want to support you on this, but I don't know where you're going. (laughs) They're like it's like it's like wives' tales. Thank you, God. Oh, old wives tales. I was like, why can't I? I was like, mother tale, something. Um, yeah, old pregnancy brain, pregnancy Pregnancy brain brain for sure. (laughs) Uh, Old wives' tales on like so many different things, like even like finding out what the gender is. I don't know. We're gonna find Uh out soon, but I don't know. Ah. But like everyone's like, they go then go through the line of asking me all what my symptoms are, which I find kind of fun. Um, I think if if you're finding it fun, go with it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what it is. Science doesn't know what it is yet. We're gonna find out. I'm very like fact based. I'm such a weirdo. Yes. Um, I always say I'm like the least woo woo person ever. But then I 
I do do woo-woo things sometimes. So it's really, com- it's confusing for people. <laughs> like hit or miss, hit or miss. I think it's fun because we're going to do a little gender reveal party. So like I want to collect all these like old wives tales methods and like oh, cute. compare them and then we figure out what the gender is and then you can look back and see like what was true and like what wasn't true that's really me. fun that's that fun sort of i also if you if you want to steal this we did this fun thing where like people get to just you have you blow up a calendar of the month that you're going to give birth in presumably and people yeah. like basically like write their name in a time on the day that they think that you're going to have your baby and then the winner kind of gets like a prize or something like that so we yeah. did that on my shower which was Ooh, which was really fun idea. that's a good idea i'll do that and everyone's like are you taking bets like can i put money in on what i think the baby is and i was like uh i'm not trying to turn myself into a bookie but okay like we can <laughs> <laughs> people with this they do often you put in five dollars we didn't do that on my shower but people do do that where like then you win the pool of of money so yeah, i mean if the fam wants it that that's fine we can we can do something like that um it's just my my side of the family is very much team boy because we have all girls on our family and oh my husband's side is very much team girl because they have oh. boys on their family so it's going to be battle of the sexes for real. It's going to be <laughs> what it is and it's yes. going to be perfect and wonderful. And I will say I had some gender disappointment when I found out I was having a boy. I really wanted a girl and I am so unbelievably happy and so thrilled. And I really think, I think for me, just not to get too personal, but you know, I grew up just my mom and I mostly. And so I really knew that mom daughter relationship. And so I wanted that. And also with losing my mom, I like wanted it even more, but I think I honestly think like there's something so beautiful about like, you know, about it being different about now having that mother son relationship. And, you know, my husband is so involved as a parent and it's just such a different, it's, it's a different upbringing and it's a different baby and I'm so so happy so anyway oh, he's very I'm, cute and it's like I know he's adorable oh my Thank gosh I, I love his name and everything so it's beautiful um but I I think it's interesting and I I kind of went back and forth you know right now I, my husband I, like literally you do and it sounds cliche like you honest to god hope that the baby is healthy with all the things that can yes. go wrong yes yes it's, and like you even you as a mom like there are scary things that can happen to you personally mm-hmm. too and it's just like it's all it can, it can be very scary if you get into your head about it but it's like such a beautiful miracle when everything when that baby comes out all said and done like things are good you're good yeah and just not taking that for granted right even even in having the c-section when they like brought him over to me and i saw him like i just started crying you know it was such a beautiful moment and you know was it how i wanted it to go definitely not but he came and he's here and i'm so in love and that's all that matters oh it's so great so um, I know I have you for a little bit more time, so let me know if I, yeah, if yeah you're good. But, um, with these like precious six weeks that you've had him and they really say like, they're only really a newborn for like eight weeks or so, right? Yeah, don't remind like, me. Oh, I like, I'm of, sorry. It's, no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, it's just like, what has it been like for you to just have this new person in your life and you as a mom and like going from like, you know, single lady in New York city, living her yeah. life. Now you're in LA and your mom with a husband and a house and this like awesome yeah. career. So like, what's that been like for you? Uh, it's all the feelings. I'm like getting emotional. You're like making yeah. me tear up just <laughs> saying that because you know, you don't always take time to like really breathe in and reflect on where you are. And it's been such a, a hard year, like you said, balancing this joy and the grief at the same time, because just because we are so in love with this baby doesn't take away the loss that both my husband and I are feeling 
all the time. Um, you know, and I, it's like the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. And of course, like I wish my mom was here for it. Right. It's like the, the thing that you want them to be there and to get that experience of being a grandparent. But all that being said, you know, he, it's, it's like your heart just like totally expands and you just can't imagine your life without this little person. And it's like, I feel like I already know him so well. And I like know the way he, his face looks and his cries and his different like mannerisms. And you're just in awe that you created this beautiful thing. You know, my husband and I look at each other all the time and we're like, uh, we did this and we're parents (laughs) and this is beautiful and he's amazing. And we're constantly like, he's, he's the most beautiful baby. Right. Um, as all parents say, but you know, we're, we're a little biased, but he really, he really is beautiful. Um, (laughs) Beautiful child and, and strong and healthy and smart and he's learning and you just, it's so fun to see them grow, but it is crazy. I mean, he's already growing out of his newborn clothes, which I was worried he wasn't going to, I was worried he wasn't going to fit in newborn, you know, just be prepared. Some babies don't, some babies come out and they're not in newborn clothes. So I was thrilled. I've gotten, you know, five and a half weeks with him in newborn clothes, but he's growing and and he should be. And that that's the good thing. And, you know, we've, I don't know how to answer this question. It's fucking amazing though. (laughs) (laughs) It would make me cry. I think it's just, it's such a full moment where it's, this is what life is about. Yeah. And we get a handful of those types of moments, you know, and for everyone, it's a little different. Maybe it is like the first time you fall in love, like in general, and like Mm -hmm. someone loves you back or your first kiss or whatever, your first really big booking acting job. And you're so proud of yourself. And then you like, you get to become a parent. Like, yeah. Um, it's it's so it, and those are the moments that it's like please don't pass these by soak them in as much as you possibly can because time does go by fast but like those teeny little moments like you would never be able to experience them without having you know this little person in your life now and it, I, I I'm so excited for that yeah it changes you so much and it's like you know I keep talking about my mom and whatnot but please. it's it be, be becoming a mom like my bond with her even though she's gone is stronger because I'm like oh she did this for me and she yeah. felt this for me and that's yes. like you know and I'm lucky that I had a, a really amazing mom and I know that's not everyone's situation but for me it's you know been like reflecting on how how did she feel when I was this little too and so it shifts the relationship and that's a really really beautiful thing too and um yeah and it's just it's brought my husband and I closer together as well I think and we've been through so much this past year and just you know you have to communicate and it's not always perfect and having a little screaming person that like rules your days is not always glamorous or fun like I it's it's not all that all the time but um it's exhausting. (laughs) Sometimes they're screaming at you and you're like, Oh my God, just please. Like, what can I do to calm you down? But, um, overall it's, it's, it's magic and it's really special. I, and I think it's really special for you and your husband to have this, like, unfortunate, these two events happen so close back to back, but like more of a time that you need each other. I mean, you need each other when you're parenting for sure, but like to even have gone through that before, um, baby came is I mean this is a this is a tremendous amount of growth for the both of yeah. you yeah so, our lives look so vastly different than they did a year ago it, it it's just it's it's really insane <laughs> and you find a new group and it's a new season and now we get yeah. to embrace new things um yeah and it's great like have you like 
when it comes to having that mutual support, because there are moments I know with grief, they, it just comes when it comes. Like it can come yeah. in the middle of a very happy day and everything's yes. going great. And you're like, everything was going great. Why all of a sudden I'm getting this wave. Um, and then it just sneaks in on you and it never really truly goes away. You just like learn to manage it and in, in different ways. Like, have you been able to come with a rhythm with relying on him when you're going through something difficult and vice versa? Like how has that, formed your relationship yeah uh, it's it's hard to explain but I mean I will say we just we both are just kind of we can look at each other and tell sometimes like but all it happens often um where like I'll be sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I'll just start crying and you know and we're having a nice moment with Kingston and everything's good and and you know he and he just like holds my hand or like you know gives me a hug or whatever but I will say we've learned through therapy together as well over the past few years is like be in the suck with the person that you love. Like don't try to make it better. You're not trying to fix anything. You're allowing them to feel what they're feeling and to just like be in the suck in the shitty moment with that person. Um, You know, he tends to get more emotional when he's like alone and when he's in the car driving. And um, but we have had moments together where we've like decided, you know what, we're just going to like put on a sad song and like, feel this together and be sad together and then the song's over and we're gonna be parents and we're gonna have fun and we're gonna play with him and we're gonna do those things so um you know you do just keep going you just you know but you have to allow yourself to to feel it um and it's it's different every day yeah and and not giving yourself that expectation that you have to do all the things i mean life throws at you so many so many things. And when you become a parent, I mean, you have a bajillion more that you have to, you know, you have to wake up and show up for. There's no sick days being a parent, unfortunately. Um, But I think at least my mindset of trying to prepare myself for this is like, you don't have to do all of the things. There are days where like, if only you put your pants on and you fed that baby and you cried a lot and that's all you did that day, like that's okay. And that's enough. Yeah. And it is hard as somebody who I think you are a very probably, you know, a doer type person, you know, you're a get up and go kind of person. I'm lucky. Like I'm not a naturally depressive person. Um, I'm very grateful for that. I get up in the morning without trouble usually. Like that's, you know, I still believe there's so much to live for. Um, But I... I don't even know where I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> like not putting expectations on yourself when you are going through, you know, this big event that you're still dealing with, you know, with your mom yeah. and your, your um, yeah. father-in-law, I, I, but then also having a baby on top of that and then expected to do seven auditions and then copy yeah. and, you know, that. I think you have stuff. to put boundaries on yourself. And that that was a big thing for me that I, that I learned during the past years. Like, you know, I can't be everything for everyone. I've had clients email me like, I'm having this emergency crisis situation. I, I don't answer the email. It, you know, there's an, I am not, working right now. And so I am not answering that email and, you know, it's, and they're not paying me for that service right now either, mind you. Um, so I have to be steadfast. And in the past, Jenna might, past Jenna might've said, you know, oh my gosh, I need to answer this person. And I, I have to get back to this person. And no, I don't. These are, this is what I set up for myself. And this, these are the 
the boundaries that I have in place so that I can show up for my clients when I do show up on a group call right now and can be really present. And so I can show up for my son and my husband and my friends and my family and be the person that I want to be. And that's been a tough lesson for me to learn, but it's been good. And I mean, even the other day I got an, an audition randomly, literally yesterday for like a feature film. And I, I had a moment where I was like, should I try to do this self tape? And then I was like, no, I was like, you don't want Hey, you don't even want this part. It's not, it doesn't align for you. Yeah. And like, you haven't been auditioning. Like, no, don't do this. Don't put that pressure on yourself to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and just let it go. Um, but I will say I did make sure I took two seconds to message that casting office and just say, Hey, I'm on maternity leave, smiley face or decline. Yeah. Thank you, you so know? much. Respectfully declined. You should yes. Very beautiful baby. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then that's okay. And then they say totally fine. And then they move on. Like it's, I don't know. I think we kind of get in our heads too of being like, oh, but are they ever going to call me in again and stuff? But I, f- I love the phase that you're in right now. Cause you've like accepted it. You've been phasing out for a little while now. And so like, yeah it's probably easier, you know, than somebody who's like immediately made that decision. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay, now I'm going to shift. Yes. Um. So I think it does take time to really get there. And like, that's where yeah. I'm, I'm at as well. Like, okay, and you're going to have, point. you're going to have moments where you're like, oh, I want to do this. And you know what? Maybe you do the audition. Like, you know, maybe four weeks in after giving birth, you, uh, an audition comes through, even though it wasn't supposed to or whatever. And you're yeah. like, I want this and you do it. And yeah. And maybe you're like, no, I would say give yourself permission to be flexible during the time and just see how you feel. We have all these notions of like how the birth is going to go, how afterwards it's going to go. And you don't really know until you're in it. And like you said, every week in your pregnancy is different. Every week in postpartum is going to be different too. And you just got to take it day by day, moment by moment um, and and see see how it goes for you. I love that. I love that. And and to really pass that on to other people who are like thinking about that. It's it's going to look different for everyone, but there is a way to communicate that with your team and you can only hope that, you know, it's received well. Yeah. And, and I will just say everything I'm saying is also coming with a lot of privilege. Like, you know, I have put in a lot of work for my career, so I have a lot of opportunity, but I also have a lot of privilege in my life where I'm, you know, I don't feel like I have to book that commercial in order right. to pay my bills. So yep. everybody's situation is different and you have to figure out what is going to sustain you and be right for you and your family. Yeah, absolutely. And despite what mother-in-laws may say and their judgment or like other friends situations, like just set yourself up, I think would be the best way um, to go about it. Like set yourself up with what you truly want and like give yourself that room for flexibility. And I know that was a conversation between my husband and I, when we even first started dating, he was like, well, what, you know, we want to start a family. Like, what does that look like for you? And like, I was very honest. I'm like, I just want the flexibility to adjust to come with me. I want to say that I want to take all this time off, but maybe... (laughs) Miranda yeah. like eight weeks in is like, I need to get the hell out of this house and I need to go work and I need to go do something else. And totally. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought I would be a lot more like, I just need to be with baby and I do. But at the same time, like having this conversation right now, it gives me life. I did one group okay. coaching. It was my first one like two days ago and it was so good for me. And it's an hour and a half of your time, you know, finding times to do things like that where you get to be 
you without that, without baby, of course, you still have baby, I think is really important. You know, I'm very lucky. Like I make sure I take a shower myself every day and that I have some time away and even taking him on walks where he's asleep and like listening to podcasts and stuff like that is just, it's really healthy, I think. So. Oh, for yeah. sure. And having an adult conversation, right? Where you exactly. <laughs> yes. With, with somebody else other than your spouse too. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, nice. it's important. Oh my gosh. The time has flown by. <laughs> this I've is amazing. Always. I'm like so, so grateful. Thank you for sharing all that you have uh, so far. I know that your clients and the people listening are just so appreciative for all that you've given back to them and the in, into this industry. Like I'm just, I'm just from one mommy to another, like just so happy for you. Like say congratulations again and thank you. continue to enjoy and go ahead and follow Jenna at Actors Rise. Um, is there any closing words you want to give the people before we head out of here? I, well, I'll just say that the, the newsletter is still coming out weekly. My team member, Natalia, is incredible. Um, and so if you want to get on the newsletter list, it's free. It will always be free. You can just go to actorsrise.com and sign up for that. You can follow us at Actors Rise. And if you want to hear more about my mom journey and whatnot, I'm at that Doolittle. Um, but I'm just so grateful to to have had this conversation with you today. It's really been lovely for me to to have an adult conversation and to be <laughs> able to be vulnerable about my journey. And just you've created such a beautiful space to to be able to do that. I was a little nervous at first, so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You totally killed it, and um, I cannot wait to see what's you know what things look like in six months from now for you. Likewise, and, and all of that. So we'll send me all the baby pics. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I will. I've got like a whole list of people. I'm like, once we have this gender reveal, once we give the birth Yay. like everyone needs to know about it so amazing thank amazing. you so much and yeah we'll talk to you soon all right bye bye